Good morning. Welcome to Next Step Wednesdays. I am Julie Shore, President of Career Development Advisors, and welcome. Today, I am going to be addressing the topic of coaching and what is a career coach. And for those of you that are just maybe joining for the first time or listening, I am a career coach, but I also am a business coach. So I work with organizations on their recruiting needs, training needs, and outplacement needs. And then I work with individuals on proactively or reactively uh, finding their next job or career move. So welcome. And the reason I'm going to talk about what is a coach, you know, what, how can a coach help you is because I've gotten a lot of questions lately. And actually, I had the privilege of presenting this morning on a career development topic to an association of healthcare folks. And it was a great time, even though it was virtually and got that question as well. And I thought, you know, maybe it would be helpful to kind of take a step back and understand just what does a coach do? And actually I was listening to the radio on Monday and apparently it was national coaches day who knew that was a thing. Um, but apparently it was made a, a day to recognize coaches back in 1972 by president Nixon. And so I did a little more digging historically and I had actually read about this before, I think in another leadership development book I had read years ago, dating back to this notion of a coach to around 1875 and when specifically Harvard and Yale played their first American football game. So following the American football rules and Yale had hired a coach, but Harvard did not and won that game. And then for the next 30 years, Yale continued to have a coach. Harvard did not. And Harvard only won like four of those games in the next 30 years. So I remember that always stuck with me as very interesting. And go ahead and chat in if you're listening. You know, have you ever had a coach or teacher that really impacted you in some way? Um, maybe got you thinking in a different way, held you to a higher standard, pushed you to be your best. Go ahead and chat in, even if it's yes or no. Um, why for yes, that's fine. And it got me thinking, gosh, over the years, I'm sure there's been plenty of coaches and teachers and mentors and that kind of thing that have helped me for sure. I wouldn't be who I am today. And one in particular, just the notion of a coach, when we think of it in terms of sports is that sticks out to me is um, my high school, senior year in high school, I had been a swimmer and a cheerleader for many years and ended up uh, trying out for the track team, started with indoor track my senior year. Like how many people do that? Totally new sport their senior year. Back then it wasn't as common. Now I think more and more kids are, which is fantastic. So anyway, I ran the 400 and the 800 in outdoor track, which, you know, I didn't know any better. Um, two of the most grueling races, uh, reflecting back. And I remember I would always save like a little juice or a little energy because the end of that 400, especially the end of that 800 was like dreadful. And I remember this coach of mine, Mr. McGovern, would always call, yell at me by my last name, Avril, you know, did you have juice left in you? And I was like, what? And um, he's like, if you have anything left, then you weren't working hard enough. You weren't giving it your all. And that always stuck with me. 
And I'm not a huge risk taker. I'm more conservative. So I did always kind of store up my energy um, to make sure I didn't like pass out at the end of the race. So that that notion always stuck with me. And just in translating it into, you know, my education and the work world is, am I always giving it my best? And when I'm stuck, I, I naturally go to other people for help. Again, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a team member, and it's, you know, admitting to yourself, there's no vulnerability. I mean, none of us knows at all, right? None of us knows everything. And I was actually presenting at a virtual conference with several attorneys and financial advisors the end of September. And the moderator had used this quote that when you're in the frame, you can't see the picture oftentimes. And that really, I wrote that one down, really stuck with me as well that, um, you know, when you're just going through your day-to-day -day routine, whether it's at work or home or wherever, oftentimes we don't see our blind spots or we just don't see outside of our focus. And so again, that's where a coach or a mentor can be really helpful to, you know, reaffirm you're on the right path or you're headed to doing the right things. And, um, you know, think back again, did you have a coach or a mentor that stuck with you? And last night I was actually watching my daughter's soccer game and I had a super busy day, literally just in appointments all day, quick made dinner, quick got people where they needed to go to get to a 7.30 soccer game. And sometimes I can't turn my mind off um, because it's, I don't know, blessing or a curse. I'm just constantly thinking about the next exciting things I get to do today, um, which I had a presentation early in the morning, and then I get to coach people this afternoon. And I was thinking, I really just love my job. I love what I do. I love recruiting, training, and coaching, doing the career coaching. But I didn't always know what I wanted to do. I mean, my journey was definitely like a zigzag. It was not a straight line. And I'm a firm believer that every experience Every person you meet, every book you read, every podcast you listen to, you glean some something from it. And if you're not, then I would really challenge you. Maybe you're not reading the right things or maybe you're not hanging out with the right people um, or having the right experiences if you feel stale and do something that's of interest to you. And so chat in like, what books are you reading? What podcasts do you listen to? So I think I may have mentioned this before, I am infamous for reading a couple books at one time um, because I start thinking about my, you know, organizational clients and hiring and then I think about my career clients and a lot of times there's overlap. But anyway, I'm still, I think I may have mentioned this a few weeks ago, still in the middle of Navigating Change by Gary Gore. Um, yes, Navigating Change. It's a field guide to per personal growth. Love it. Um, it's an easy read. Highly recommend it. And then I'm also into Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull, Overcoming the Unforeseen Forces that Stand in the Way of True Inspiration. Um, Ed Catmull is the Pixar guy who created Pixar um, and his journey and thinking things through. So um, two great reads. Um, and I, I am plagued with that. My mind is always on. So I'm constantly like a sponge looking for something to listen to or read, even if it's a Ted talk, I used to have the Ted talk app on my phone and just driving to and from picking my kids up would, you know, listen to a Ted talk to get inspired. So if you're, you're feeling kind of glum or stuck, do that, put the Ted talk on your, on your phone. And, you know, 
in September, we had a lot of special guests on talking about their career journeys. And if you didn't get the chance to join us then, I think they're still on my Facebook page or my YouTube channel. You can listen to those and and maybe, you know, glean a nugget or two from those experiences. But I say I love my job and what I'm doing. I didn't always love my job and what I'm doing. You know, not everybody doesn't. People who have a direct straight line career path, who have loved every moment of their professional career, that's very unique, very unique for sure. So curious, chat in, have you had a straight line career path or a zigzag to this point? And uh, my very first job I had shared several weeks ago, I was in a cubicle. I was an analyst, a compensation analyst. I didn't have much people interaction. I would literally just watch the clock. It was just painfully boring. But now looking back, it was such a helpful experience to understand the fundamentals of compensation and pay philosophies. And now I can really wisely advise my career clients when they're negotiating salary, as well as on the recruiting side. So I love that I get to use both skills on the recruiting side with organizations, as well as doing the career coaching. And so what does a career coach really do? What do I do? So I serve as a sounding board, a facilitator. I really try to encourage people to change their mindset or at least be open to thinking differently. People have said to me, you know, Julie, sometimes you make me feel uncomfortable. And again, at face value, that sounds goofy, but it means, and then they finish the sentence with, because you really push me to think differently or give me activities to do that really push me to think hard. So like writing accomplishments, you know, what have you done in the past? Uh, what is the value you provided? What is your personal brand? What is your go-to market strategy? Those are things I work with clients on all the time. And that upfront hard work, heavy lifting, thinking, assessing, it's tough, but let me tell you what, it prepares you for the interview. So we do a lot of that. Um, I'm kind of your guide and cheerleader on the side. So again, I'm going to teach you how to find a job or how to switch careers, but I can't do it for you. So again, it's the whole, not give you the fish, but teach you how to fish. And nobody wants to be a professional you know, job seeker, right? And the, the rules of the game have changed for sure. So, you know, with artificial intelligence, that's a roadblock right there. How do you get past that? And so if you have been in this job search mode or thinking about a change in career for some time but haven't taken action, I serve as that accountability partner for folks and help get you clarity of mindset. Everyone needs clarity of where they're headed and what they're doing, even if you're not in job search mode, right? If you're a, a professional, if you're a teacher, if you're an engineer, if you're a manager of a department, we all need time to sit back, think, and reflect. And it is difficult to know where to go, even more so when you're good at a lot of different things or you have a lot of options. And I will tell you, even through this pandemic, I've been coaching people and they have been getting jobs if they're working hard at it. So the market is still there in all areas of the country. I, I've coached people internationally as well. And so, you know, what are the tangible items you get, you know, working with a career coach? It depends on what your goal is. You know, I don't do a resume for everybody. Some people cover letter. We might develop your LinkedIn profile, teach you how to use LinkedIn effectively. Did you know that 80% of people on LinkedIn are making key business decisions. So if you're not on LinkedIn, you're really missing out and having a key tool 
you know, within your arsenal to help you move forward. So it could be a resume, LinkedIn, how to network. Outside of sales and marketing folks, most people are not comfortable with that. Yet 70 to 80% of jobs are found through networking and about 60% of jobs never hit the job board. So that is a key, key strategy in your job search action plan or whether it's interview preparation. Interviewing now has become trickier than ever because there's not as much face-to-face. -face. There's a lot of video interviews or panel interviews by video, some by phone, some are recorded, all kinds of options. You have to think about, you know, what you're wearing, your your background, your lighting, all you know, your audio, does all of that work? So, you know, it can be very mind boggling um, to keep all these moving pieces, you know, in line and keep yourself organized. And oh, by the way, you probably have a personal life too, right? So again, those are just some examples of things that I help people with, help guide people on their journey and really do the hard work. And if you've been thinking about, I don't know what I want to do next, or I've been doing this job search thing for a while and I'm not getting traction, it's probably worth us having a conversation. And you really need to start with the end in mind. So I know I was coaching someone, maybe it was just a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, oh, I'm not really in a rush. You know, I want a job by January 1. That's like my drop dead, you know, date I want to change. And I said, well, if you kind of back that up, put the holidays in, we're really talking about starting now. And so often we just think, you know, the minute we put our resume out there, we're going to get phone calls. That's not really how it works anymore. Um, in some fields, yes, but a lot of fields, no. There's a lot of competition for the right person in the right role. And so you have to start with the end in mind. And did you know, I'll share with you some statistics I've been seeing, you know, I would say since April, we'll say the last several months. So the, from the time you actually get invited for, a, a, say, a phone interview till you go through the interview process and you actually start the job, it could be anywhere from four to 10 weeks. So again, that's when you get that first call for that interview. So you guys really need to be thinking about being proactive because one of the hardest things and I wish I could change this, is no matter you know, what your time frame is, that's not the employer's time frame. And so we have to be respectful and mindful of that as we continue to move forward in this journey. And it is just that, it's a journey. The other statistic I will share with you is people who have been working really hard and picking away at their job search action plan, they're probably spending a good, mm, I'm gonna say 18 to 22 hours a week on it. It's a lot of work and that's with my guidance. So I share that with you not to scare you, but maybe compel you to take action, especially if you've been thinking about this for a while, or maybe you are again, passively looking, or maybe you've been out of the workforce and you're like, gosh, I just don't even know where to start. I don't, my degrees in, um, you know, marketing, but I want to go into education or vice versa. And so, you know, this is what I've seen lately. And this is where I want you to get out the pen and paper. Another quote I heard a few weeks ago, um, it, you have to, what is it? Ink it to stick it. Um, I love that because in the day of electronics, we're all, you know, using apps on our phone or keeping it in our heads and too many balls in the air or sticky notes. Um, so get out a pen and paper. And this next step Wednesdays is always about, I want you to do these five things or think about five things. So write them down. The first thing I want you to do is write down, where are you? Do you want to make a change or not? Yes or no? 
Just simply answer that question. Do you want to make a change? Yes or no? Second thing to write down, what is your end game? Is it that you know you want a job January 1st or you know you want a job June 1st? What, what, is, what is your end game? Or is it you wanna get experience in a different field? You wanna work part-time? You want a remote position? It could be any number of things. So what is it? What is your end game? The third thing to do, and I know this has been on my list the last few weeks, is engage on LinkedIn. Write that down, engage on LinkedIn. Join a group like an article, share an article, get engaged. 80% of people on LinkedIn are key decision makers. 93% of recruiters are on LinkedIn. So if you are not on and have an all, do not have an all-star profile, you have some work to do. The fourth thing, what are your pros and cons? Make a list. What's stopping you, but what would be the benefits of moving forward? whether it be changing jobs, changing careers, whatever, changing your circumstances, what, what's stopping you? Pros and cons. And the fifth thing that is always available, but I don't know if you guys know, is I always have on my website complimentary strategy sessions, 15 minutes. They're Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. Just book it online. You don't have to talk to me until we actually talk. Book it online and I will give you as much information as I can in those 15 minutes. You can take it and run with it. Or if you decide you want, you know, to work further together, we can decide that. But I also don't work with everybody. It has to be the good, the right fit. So to do that, you just have to visit careerdevelopmentadvisors.net and there's a bookings tab. And it's just a complimentary strategy session, 15 minutes. Again, I'll be happy to help you. I also want you to be aware that I have some power sessions coming up on the most popular topic starting October 19th, which I believe is a Monday. And they are at, I believe they're at 7 p.m. Um, you can check my website, again, careerdevelopmentadvisors.net forward slash events. And the first one is on selling yourself. And most people really struggle with that and branding and leading with your strengths. The second one on the 26th is on resumes and cover letters. The third one on November 2nd is on networking and utilizing LinkedIn. And the fourth one is on November 9th on interviewing like a champ. Like I said, there's lots of moving parts with interviewing now. And they those power sessions are not free, but they're minimal cost. I'm only taking 10 people. You sign up for all four, you get a discount. You could sign up for one. But again, I'm trying to put a lot of options out there based on what I'm hearing the needs are. And let me just also take a step back in terms of, you know, who do I work with? I have worked, well, let's see, I'm currently working with folks in sales and marketing, training and development, hospitality, engineers, healthcare, teachers, uh, project managers, I'm trying, going off the top of my head here, um, administrative assistants. Um, over the course of my career, Oh, I've probably touched people in just a variety of industries, um, legal. Um, I should also mention people that are just getting started. I'm also working with high school students who are just trying to figure out what, what are my interests? What am I interested in? You know, what should I potentially be looking at colleges for? What majors, that kind of thing. 
um, recent college graduates who are engineers working with them as well. So as well as people who are sort of what I would say experienced or mid-level in their career and they want to switch gears. Remember, statistically speaking, you can look it up, Bureau of Labor Statistics, people have three to five careers in a lifetime, three to five, and about 11.7 jobs in a lifetime. We spend more than 88,000 hours at work, minimally. And you may say, Julie, where the heck are you getting that number? Well, if let's say you start working 40 hours a week from the age of 21 to 65, that's 44 years. And let's say you work 40 hours a week times 50 weeks a year. I know there's 52, but on average you get two weeks off, right? That's 2,000 hours a year times those 44 years. That's the 88,000. And many of you would argue, as would I, that we don't just work 40 hours, right? So you really need to be deliberate and own your career and own your development. And I would be happy to be a resource for you. I have some free videos and things on my website as well. Um, but certainly reach out to me. You can message me through my Facebook page. Um, send me an email, jshore at careerdevelopmentadvisors.net. And I'll be happy to schedule that complimentary session with you. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you'll take a step back, keep notes, put all your notes in a Next Step Wednesday folder and look at your progress that you can make each week when we're together. So I hope you have a great day, a great afternoon, and really focus on making yourself a priority in your career. Take care. Have a good afternoon.